This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. You're listening to Chatterbox with Andrew and John on Joy 94.9. Good evening, Melbourne. I am here with wonderful, one of my favourite Joysters, the delightful, and you are the third unofficial, well, no, official, I'm going to make it official, John P. Wintle. You are the third member of the Chatterbox family. I'm pretty sure I need, like, air miles or something like that. (laughs) Flybys. Points. <laughs> oh, I, I could definitely buy a few bottles of milk and a loaf of bread with that. <laughs> now, how have you been, darling? Oh, really good, actually. Like, um, you know, I was at the Pride Carnival this weekend. How was it? I stayed at home in shame. It was fabulous. <laughs> I, I was the runner boy, and I was literally running up and down the parade, pulling out famous people like Dolly Diamond. Oh, hello, Dolly Diamond, friend hello, of the show. Dolly Dolly, friend of the show. Um, and I was joined by some really fabulous people and, you know, awesome and members of our community. It was just a brilliant day, great weather. It looked amazing. Didn't make it there, but saw followed you all avidly on Facebook and were mm-hmm. listening to the to the live broadcast from the Prince of Wales, which sounded fantastic. <laughs> now, John P. Wendell, this is the fourth or fifth time you've been on Chatterbox? Um, Maybe the fourth. It all becomes a blur after the second it's, time, well, I, should, I should say. I've got to be honest, anything involving me usually becomes a blur after the second or third time. <laughs> <laughs> But there's a reason you're here tonight. Yes. Apart from the fact that we love you and you're, as I said, one of my favourite joysters. Um, yes, that there is, is a reason. That is our special guest. Now, if you've just tuned into Chatterbox and you haven't heard the show before, we are a talk show where we bring in a member of the GLBTIQA community to play four tracks, tell their story and have a bit of a laugh with us. And tonight I am very excited and very proud to say that our special guest is... The other half of Chatterbox, which is Brett. Now, Brett will be coming on in about three or four minutes after our first track. A crazy little thing called love. By Queen. You're listening to Chatterbox with Andrew and John on Joy 94.9. Listen to Shadowbox with Andrew and John on Joy 94.9. Now, John P. Winter, without further ado, mm-hmm. let's introduce the other half of Chatterbox, the lovely, my gorgeous 16-year partner, the gorgeous Brett Scriber. Welcome to Chatterbox. Oh, you get hand claps. I know. Oh, my goodness. Look, you, you know what I have to say. Long-time listener, first-time caller. 
Oh, my goodness. I've got a couple of things to ask you. Yes, Firstly, my love. Firstly, you are usually on the other side of the desk where John P. Yes. Winsel is, is driving the plane yes. tonight. <laughs> is it killing you? I'm having separation anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly, I have control issues. But can I also say, I trust John P. Wintle. Oh. JPW knows how to panel, my love. Of course he does. And you're lurching over the desk. I know. And I, I'm, so just I know, step I'm, back I'm, from John P. Wintle. <laughs> step away from the pl- panel. It's very big shoes to fill, I've got to say. <laughs> oh. Thank you, John. Thank you. Now, the other thing is, yes. my love, you cunningly, because yes. the guests normally get to choose four tracks. Yes. Evening, you, being you, <laughs> a terribly pushy sort of person that you are. Oh, shush. Yes. Picked five. So you picked the I first did. track, which was Queen, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Why did you choose that? Because I wouldn't have expected it. Well, you know, part of our show is that we have, it, it's about a chat through song. Uh, it's a, sorry, it's a journey through song and chat. Yes. And... This was the first song that I actually remember dancing to. Oh, really? So, it was 1979. We were at Rottnest Island. It was twilight. Um, Mum and Dad took us to... My sister and I took us to the Quokker Arms, which is the pub on the beach at Thompson Bay. And um, what I remember was it was after dinner. We had had, had dinner. And there was coloured lights on the beach... And this song came on, and I remember dancing to the sand in the sand to this song, and I still remember oh. this day. Oh wow! So, so although I'm not a fan of Queen, I'm a fan of this song because it it takes me back to a time where I was dancing, and I think that you might that might be part of my journey tonight, my love. Because you love a dance, I love it. <laughs> on the beach too, and I love dancing on the beach, and I love, and I mean I've talked about tea dance, but dancing outside for me in the sunshine. Um, is it's an absolute treat, and I still love it today. Well, you might get a chance to do it in the next week or so, because where are you heading <sighs> off tomorrow? I'm heading to, back to my hometown tomorrow to visit my best friend from high school, um, and we've known each other for more than 30 years, John. Okay. I know. Yeah. Um, that's how old I am. Um, he is visiting from London, and he's visiting his family, and I've decided to pop over and say hi and catch up on old shenanigans, which I'm really excited about. Bit of a rendezvous, huh? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, it's funny because we're both Perth boys, and I'll probably talk about Perth a little bit later on, and um, it's really interesting, you know, growing up there, there was a little bit of get me out of, get me out of this town. And when I go back now, I have, I'm probably loving it more now than I ever did because I can really yeah. see the really beautiful things about um, the city and the beach. And even, I still think it's one of the friendliest parts of Australia. Well, we're going to get to growing up yes. in just a second. Yes. But you got to choose, well, five songs tonight, but four of them were. You know, we give you a bit of a framework to choose from. Yes. And we do it every week to our guests, and we yes. just expect them to come up with it. Did you find it easy or difficult? Bloody hard. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I, and I tell you why. Here's for why. Here's for why. <laughs> the hands are out. Because I've been lucky enough to be part of Joy for the last four years. John and I met almost four years ago. Yes, that's right. And I've been lucky enough to play all my favourite songs yep. of all time. So the songs I chose tonight... I wanted to do something slightly different, but still songs that were, were really part of my life. Yeah. And that's really hard because you know what I was busting to play. Oh, God. <laughs> I was Donna really, Bloody Summer. You've played Donna oh. Bloody Summer a lot, Brett. Oh, <laughs> I, you know, 
you'd expect someone to come in and a little bit of a hate mail. She's playing bad girls. Again. <laughs> so I thought, no Donna tonight, as much as I'd love to. But, um, yeah, yeah, a couple of different tracks. Now, that's fantastic. So we're going to pay the bills for a little bit. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about your early life. And then we're going to play your first track. You're listening to Chatterbox with Andrew and Brett and our very, very special co-host tonight, the gorgeous John P. Wintle on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. You're listening to Chatterbox with Andrew and John and our very, very special guest, the third and, well, the second member of Chatterbox, who's normally the co-host, but he's actually the guest tonight, the gorgeous Brett Scriver. Always. Now, speaking of messages, we've actually had one come through, the lovely John P. Winter. Would you like to read it out? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, So, we've got this message. Hey, Chatterboxers, keeping us company on the drive to Werribee and back. Thank heavens for you, Philippa. Hello, Philippa. Thank you, Philippa. We love you. Oh, love you, Philippa. (laughs) Now, Brett Scriver. (laughs) Yes. Chatterbox, you get to choose your four songs, but we'll get to your first song soon. Let's cast your mind back oh, to look. growing up and little Brett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before I came along and ruined uh, everything. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, my love. Don't say that. No, no. Um, look, I was born in Perth, and I've talked a lot about Perth, yep. and I'm probably... Because we're huge in the West, aren't we? We are huge in the West, We're like Jackie love. love or yes. Telethon. <gasps> I haven't heard about Jackie Love in years. And she, and she always used to do the one dance move and that kick leg. I'm not sure if she could do it anymore, bless her. But she was heaven. Um, yeah, grew up in Perth um, and um, mum and dad had a house in Scarborough yep. near the beach. And when I came along, the house was too big. It was an old beach house that it had. It was called... Um, there was it was a I think it was a seven room house and one room had six doorways so you can oh imagine it was an old one of those beach houses that was just built on they and just kept tacking bits th- on they just kept on tacking bits on until <laughs> was it like one of those uh, beach huts in Sandring- Sandringham and just like a few extra bits tucked on or? <laughs> oh look I think it would I wouldn't have said it was uh, it was more salacious than that but it was um it was it was an old beach house and, and mum and dad when I came along obviously had to move and we moved to the northern suburbs in Perth and um, it's really funny. I have really good memories of Perth growing yep. up. And the first memory, and I talked about it before, 1979. And the reason why I remember 1979, and I was very young, I was only about four or five at the time, is because it was their sequentennial. Now, for those of you who don't know what sequentennial is... It's not it's, about sequins. It's not about sequins, which is a great disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> it was Perth 150 years. Oh, wow. Oh. So, all through the city were these black swans, because what is quite unique to Western Australia is black swans. Yeah. And um, it was on the old brewery, on the swan, uh, and because their river is called the Swan River as well. So, it was all this festival, and everywhere, and even today, you had, um, when you visit Perth, there are still remnants left over, which is really nice because they're on St. George's Terrace there. They're sort of Collins Street. It's um, every year there's a, uh, a well-known Western Australian. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a proud sand groper, so to speak. And um, Perth was a really, like we used to There's got to be a nicer like, way of yeah, saying that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just realised that. Isn't it funny? Sand groper and banana bender as well for Queensland. <laughs> Dancing well. on the beach. I'm just connecting the dots. But, but you know, I have really good memories. I have memories where we used to go prawning yeah. on the river and at the beach, which which I just don't. I don't think anyone does anymore. Dad and I used to go fishing um, on the Swan River and um, off Ocean Reef, and sometimes to Rottnest as well yeah. because that's a big. Because Perth's a real outdoor city. Oh, absolutely. So you know the reason why everyone's so tanned over there, not necessarily because they hang out at the beach, because everyone's outside all the time. Um, the beaches are probably. 
I, I still feel, um, I still think this, I should say, it's the Indian Ocean. It is some of the cleanest beaches in Western Australia, uh, in Australia, I should say, and no one goes on them. And you know this yeah. as well, Andy. Oh, it's, it's, it's still it's, amazing it's, it's, to me. It's that you've insane. Got this, this huge expanse of the most stunning beaches in the world, and there's literally like three people on them. It's it's quite bizarre. That's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's, it's, you know, and also Perth went through this thing, and it goes through, and it's just come out of a economic boom. And what happened in the 80s, Perth was put on the map. You had the America's Cup happening in 1983. And for everything that's been said about Alan Bond, Alan Bond cleaned up Fremantle. Fremantle was a decaying port Mm. town. And he restored it, the amount of millionaires that were living there. So it was a really exciting city. But as soon as the economic boom ended, which coincided with the end of the 80s so did perth yeah absolutely and it was a real shame in the 90s of perth things sort of just fell apart and it was a it was a real city in decay so your first track was queen which reminded you of dancing on the beach at at, at rotnest what is your second track okay so my second track tonight is my favorite album of the 80s was an album called choose 1985 (laughs) and it was a pink album with black writing called Choose... You know, very similar to George Michael. Yeah. You're right, right? And this had, like, Divine, I Think You're a Man, But You're Only a Boy, Hazel Dean, Searching, Looking for Love, U2 was on it, Ray Parker Jr. with Ghostbusters. It's a very butch album. Oh, you're totally... (laughs) (laughs) And I used to have my little cassette tape and I would play it and dance around to my bedroom. And one of the songs, and I love these guys, Hall Hall and Oates, and I've never really... I've never played them. But they had some great tracks. They had like um, Rich Girl, Private Eyes, Man Eater. This was a fabulous album. But this Sounds but, great. Oh, but this album is... Uh, so this song by Hall & Oates, um, who hate being called Hall & Oates. They prefer to be called Daryl Hall & John Oh, Oates. just own it. I know. Um, <laughs> no one actually cares at this point, Hall & Oates. <laughs> Out of Touch, which is probably one of their most... I don't know, I love this it's track. It's my favourite Hall & Oates song. It's one of their last big hits of the 80s yep. that they had. So, without further ado, we will play your second track of the night, which is Out of Touch from the album Big Bang Boom. <laughs> well, <laughs> or the album extra Choose points. 1985. You're listening to Chatterbox with John and Andrew and our special guest, Brett, on Joy 94.9.
You're listening to Chatterbox with Andrew and John and our special guest, the lovely Brett on Joy 94.9. Speaking of messages, we've had a message come through from the lovely Mick Hanlon. Yes. And it's, it's a, th- a three or four parter. Oh. And it says, Brett, this show is all about you, which is long overdue. Oh, and thank a few you, questions. Okay. okay. Number question number one, Brett, did you leave Carnegie Pool today half naked? <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. I was only wearing a pair of shorts because it's hot. <laughs> oh, I thought you lost yes. your clothes. Yes. Brett. Number question number two. Do you love being naked? Only when I'm naked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and question number three. What is your favourite water activity? Well, it'd have to be swimming. Synchronised. I, I, especially <laughs> my father. My father. If there was one thing that used to annoy my old dad was synchronised swimming. swimming. But I, I love swimming. I absolutely adore it. And I've just gotten back into it this summer and um, I'm loving it. You are just loving Carnegie Pool. I am loving Carnegie Pool. Or I like to say the Carnegie Country Club. Absolutely. <laughs> now, before we played Hall & Out, yes. your first song of the night from yes. your album, Big now, 1985. Yes, choose choose 1985. We were talking about you growing up in Perth. Yes. Now the next part of the show is where we talk about we ask our guests to talk a little bit about their coming out story. Yeah, yeah. So you came out in Perth. I know that because we've been together for sixty years. Yes. But tell us a little bit about your coming out story and yeah, how it was for you. I think I was a, quite an awkward teenager looking back, and I would. would and still describe even, awkward. <laughs> I was I was chubby. Yeah. And I was involved with theatre. I always had I struggled for many years um, because um, I couldn't speak properly yep. for the first four or five years of my life. So my parents sent me to a speech therapist and then I got involved with theatre because I think they were scared. Oh my god, how can he get a job? How can he assimilate? if you can't speak English correctly. And that's why sometimes I've been told, why do you have a plum in, in, your, in your voice? People often comment on your lovely diction. Yes, and that's... <laughs> I had it especially at the pool. <laughs> I, I had an English-speaking um, speech therapist. Yes. And then every theatre arts or acting coach or theatre um, or theatre person, they were always English. Yeah. And Australia, I mean, even in the 80s, if you spoke well, you spoke with a slight English twang. And even now, I mean, even Perth, Perth and Adelaide do have English twangs to their yeah, accents, absolutely. as Adelaide. opposed to Melbourne or Sydney. Yeah. Um, so I was always sort of a bit ridiculed because I was sort of the fat, gayish or campy yep. um, teenager. And I was quite immature until I, I got to about the age of 16 and I just felt like, I don't feel like I fit in. I, why, am I, I, why do I feel so different and I don't understand why I feel different? And I remember going to um, a therapist at the time yep. and I didn't tell my parents because I didn't know I didn't know what was going on and I kept it all very hush-hush. Was that through school or was that off your own bat? That or? was through school because I spoke to, of all people, and I'm not a religious person, was actually um, the chaplain. And yeah. I was very mindful with what I said to her. And she was this great woman called Jenny. Um, apologies, I can't remember her last name. And she was the most open-minded person. Yep. Um, involved with the church, which you sort of th- you hear other things nowadays, and and she actually referred me on, and I was having this conversation with this therapist, and it blurted out, I don't know if I like girls, I don't know if I like guys, and it was really powerful for yeah. me, and I walked away, and I sat on this for a period of time, and went, what if I'm just gay? Yeah. What if I'm just I just like guys, and I'm trying to fit into something that doesn't? That's such a massive thing. It really to is do at, that back age. at that time and at, at that age. And I don't know why, John. I don't know why at that time it just came out. And 
I went back to her and I was like, I don't actually need to see you anymore. Yep. And she goes, oh, no, let's... And I said, no, I don't need to Done. actually unpack this. Yep. And, you know, you've made a joke out of it in the past. I don't understand, Brett, how you were one summer playing with Lego and the next one y- you went out with a guy. Yeah. And it was really that instant for me that I went, I'm gay. And, um, you know, a few months later, I was dating a fireman. Yeah. So, you know... Well done. I know. I was first boyfriend, fireman. Fabulous. And... I look back now at that time and I had gone through that journey and the worst thing was that, because I was only 16, so many people, I just expected people to go, well, I'm gay now and that's okay and get over it. And now I look back and go, I wonder if I could have, it could have just transitioned a little bit better. Mm. And the problem is it couldn't have because of everything that was going on, because of how my parents were at the sure. time. And they're very different now um, because of what I was, I was school captain all of this thing. And so I didn't actually struggle with it. What happened was everyone else around me for sometimes, in, in some cases, a few years really struggled with it. But I was actually quite resolute. I'm going, this is just me now. So look, we're going to go and pay some bills. And when we come back, I really want to hear about because I just heard quite a few things that I didn't know. And I've been with you for 16 mm. years. But when we come back, I'm really keen to know how other people handled yep. you coming out. So Johnny, without further ado, let's Go pay the bills. Joy 94.9. You're listening to Shadowbox with Andrew and John and our very special guest, the lovely Brett on Joy 94.9. Now, Brett, before we went to our lovely sponsors, yes. you were talking about you coming out um, yes. and how it was a reasonably, once you, you made your mind up, you were quite resolute about it. Yeah. But how did other people take it? My friends were, actually, looking back now, my friends were fantastic. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, I mentioned um, my friend who I'm actually seeing um, pretty much from yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. And he initially was a little bit sort of like, can you just give me some time to think about this? And then within a day or two was like, well, this is who you are and, I, you know, you're still my friend. And, and, and pretty much even I started to go out clubbing. A, a bunch of us from school, we were in year 12 and we used to go out clubbing. And I used to then start going to this club called the Arcadia yep. and I would disappear and some of the girls were like, you always disappear, where do you go? And some of them actually followed me one night and I turned around and went like, what's going on? And where did and, we go? And I used to go to Connections, yep. which is the gay club and then they were like, could we come? Can we see? <laughs> <laughs> I love because it. I, because then I said, look, this is who I am and they were fantastic and you think at the time it was like 90 yeah, it was 1990 yeah, and I used to go clubbing with some of the girls from school so really I mean I, I was always paid out for being the gay kid anyway but I had a lot of support and, and the one the, the three people that didn't give me a lot of support with my parents and my sister yep. and that came a lot later because they had to go through their own journey themselves yep. dad struggled with it the most i mean you you know my father Andy. Dad, your dad was a very ocker oh ocker yeah bloke. yeah um, absolutely and um you know and i think what was really nice is before dad died we actually uh, about it was a couple of years before he died and we had a big talk and he actually said to me i'm so sorry mm. if what i know now i could have been such a different parent for you and I feel bad about it and I just said you know what the great thing is that you've actually you're man enough to admit you've made a mistake and I love you can I ask how did that feel when he actually said that um it was you don't know how it was like relief yeah it was sadness it was happiness it was 
I looked at the man and just said, I forgive you for everything you've done in your life because you actually recognize who I am. And that was so powerful. And even now I'm getting upset about it because it was such a powerful moment. For, yeah. for someone who was so old-fashioned like my dad to admit that they'd done the wrong thing. My father never admitted. He was always right, John. Um, and that was so powerful. And my sister's been so incredibly amazing. 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 I think mum's had, and she probably will deny this, but she's had in and out struggles. And I think sometimes, I think now it, it doesn't worry her, but I think there was a lot of um, issues and that's her own bag. And yep. I respect that. But the rest of the family, you know, I've, I was really lucky with, there was only ever a few people in my life who just disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, and I'm so glad that I had such a powerful um, group of friends to really help me through that. Look, as my great auntie used to say, the ones that mind don't matter and the ones that matter don't mind. Absolutely. So, so that's what it comes on. down to. Absolutely. Now, introduce your next song. Okay, so we're going to go back to 1991 in the club scene. And this is the first, and I loved clubbing. And again, this goes back to me loving dancing. And there were a couple of hot tracks at that time. Yeah. There was Kylie Minogue with the Rhythm of Love album. Yeah. You know, we talk about an album. There was three or four big tracks from that. Black Box was still huge. CNC Music Factory is coming through. And this English girl that was only ever played in the gay clubs in Australia, Lonnie Gordon, had two fabulous songs. It's happening all over again. Yeah. And If I Have to Stand Alone. And did I dance to this? So on- a waterman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is still such... As soon as I hear this, I want to dance to this, like, instantly. So, without further ado, this is Brett's third track for the night. Fourth track for the night. Third track for the night. Fourth it's The mother. gorgeous Lonnie Gordon with Happening All Over Again. Now, with, if I have to stand alone, you're listening to Shadowbox with Andrew and John and our special guest, <laughs> Brett, on Joy 94.9. You're listening to Chatterbox with Andrew and John and our special guest, Brett, on Joy 94.9. Now, speaking of messages, we've had a few yes. come through. Yes. We've had John P. Winter. We've had one come through from Sean. Ooh. Yes. And what does Sean say? Sean does say, you guys are very entertaining. Congrats. Oh, thank you, Sean. I think that's Moira, Sean. We've also had one come through from dear, dear friend of the show, the gorgeous Sally Streisand, saying, loving the show tonight, boys. It's great to hear John P.W. as well as Brett's story. Loving you, champagne breath. And then she sent us another one in saying, thanks for the plug, Brett, the Western Australian tourist boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> look. Oh. <laughs> if you don't want to visit now, you never want to visit, so, do you? Brett, Not, yes. At what age did you leave Western Australia? I left. I left after uni. I was only twenty-one, or no, I was twenty-two. Yeah. And my goal was originally I was going to um, travel overseas, and that didn't sort of work out. And then I thought, I think it's time that I see Australia. And I lived in Adelaide. I meant to go to Adelaide for only. 
um, for a wedding and yep. I stayed for six months. And at the end of it, I said, well, I've done my community service now. I can move to the East Coast. <laughs> you rarely hear that. I yes. stayed in Adelaide longer than I planned. Yes. <laughs> but at the time, it was fun. And, and you know, it's not unusual for someone from the West Coast to move East Coast or to move overseas. Mm. And I don't know if it's a rite of passage. Um, not necessarily everyone goes back, but it's something that sort of you do. Yeah. And I came to Melbourne with the intention of seeing what happens. 20 years later, I'm still here. And I, I had I had this plan to travel around Australia and, and you know, because I, I always believed in seeing your own country first before going overseas. But then Melbourne, um, I came to Melbourne first on holiday in 88 and I loved it and I loved the buzz of the city. For me, it felt like this is what a city should be. Mm-hmm. It had so much diversity even back in the 80s. Um, I loved the trams. Yep. I loved the greenery and the gardens. I loved the old buildings. I loved the history. Um, loved the people. And, um, you know, even for Western Australia, I, I do sometimes struggle with the weather. Yeah. Still after 20 years, but as I always say to myself and to other people, if you're going to live in Melbourne, you can't expect Queensland or WA. But you know what? You have some bad summers, but you have some great summers like we've had this year. And and that's the thing, isn't it? This summer has been probably one of the best on record that I, I... for years, whereas the last few summers have been like, oh, really, Melbourne, we're underwater? Or <laughs> why am I wearing a sweater, jeans and a hat um, in, in summer? So this is, you know, I, this is this is my town. So when you arrived in Melbourne, what did you do? Where did you go? Oh, look, you know, um, lived in the what is now the very fashionable hipster part of Chapel Street, Windsor. Yep. In those days, when I lived here, it was um, a secondhand washing machine dryer place. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was very cheap. Rubenstein still had the delicatessen. Um, very different neighbourhood to what it is now. And I love that about Melbourne. I love these little communities. I mean, like, I know that I always rave on about Carnegie, but I love like this community that we live in. I love the main street. It's close to the station. We've still got the tram to St Kilda. We've got our local pool and it has a sense of community. And each of these little wonderful urban villages around Melbourne do have a sense of community. Yep. And people have have a sense of pride. Mm, yeah. I love that. So yeah. And unfortunately, Perth has lost a lot of what was the really lovely bits of Perth, unfortunately, have gone because it's a city that, when it goes through an economic boom, literally the city is rebuilt and so much of it gets lost. Yeah. And Melbourne still holds on to so much heritage. Although it's lost a lot, it still holds on to a, a big chunk as oh, well. Oh, look, absolutely. And I think, you know, you've seen... Um, I mean, A, the suburb we're living in at the moment, which is Carnegie, is yeah. going through a massive change. Oh, but you've absolutely. seen the city go through a huge change over the last 10 years, I think. And, I mean, we've both said the city is such a wonderful place to come oh. and visit now, whether it's during the week or on the weekend. Absolutely. There's so much to do. And, you know, I love the fact we're going through festival time. And one of my favourite festivals, other than Midsummer, is um, the Comedy Festival coming up. And it's one of... Uh, if you see a bad show at the comedy festival you are really unlucky because mm-hmm. there are so many good shows there are so many um so much emerging great local and international talent and there's this buzz i love the fact that you can come into the city after work grab a bite to eat grab a drink and see two or three yeah, shows absolutely. and it's still like 10 o'clock at night i love that and there's nowhere else that really 
could Does even that. quite do that. Yeah. Not no. even close. No. I love being part of this town. So we need to pay the bills. So John P. Wintle, without further ado. Let's crack crack to it. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Joy 94.9. You're listening to Chatterbox with Andrew and John and a very special guest, Brett, on Joy 94.9. Now we've had a couple of messages come through. A torrent of them. Oh, I it's just a, a, a barrage. A veritable <laughs> tsunami. I love that, a barrage. <laughs> we've had one come through from our dear new friend, Pete, and it says, hi to my new Melbourne friends. Always a great show. Enjoy the other side of the desk, Brett. He's hating it, Pete. Every controlling <laughs> fibre in his being. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Love Pete. Love you, Pete. Love you, Pete. And the next one is from the lovely Chris, dear friend of the show, Chris from Yarraville, who I've yet to meet. But what does it say, Johnny? I'm on the train on the way home, and I've just discovered who the special guest is. Great to hear these interesting stories. Loving the tunes as always, boys. Chris from Yarraville. Thanks, Chris. Oh, fantastic. We're big in the West. Huge. In the Western suburbs as well as the West. Westerly. We're West- westerly we are popular. quite Westerly. It's good to know the fairy that makes it out to the West. <laughs> it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it into the domain tunnel. <laughs> Oh. It's somebody standing on Melbourne Central with a wire coat hanger. <laughs> That's our transmitter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, now, Good Brett. Boy. Yes, my love. Your next track for the night yes. is... Look, I've gone classic in camp. Yeah. And it is Judy Garland. And the reason why I've cho- chosen Judy is because if I ever feel a bit down and out, yep. I, I play this song. And the reason why is there's a couple of things. Because I think... When I listen to this, one because she's such an icon yeah. and I love her to death. This is this is I think when this isn't from live at Carnegie Hall. This is when she was playing the Palladium in London, yeah. and she always used to sing just in time. And I love the fact she does two versions of the song, and the second version when she holds the note, she gets the crowd instantly, yeah. and you can hear it in the song. It reminds me of, you know, when I met Andrew, he came just in time in my life. And for things that have happened, like coming out or moving to a city, it happens just in time. It happens at the right time. And I really mm-hmm. believe that. And and for her, you know, her life, as sad and tragic as it was, I think she loved every minute of it as well. Oh, that's such a, so romantic. So, without further ado, this is Brett's fourth track for the night, which is the gorgeous Judy Garland. With Just In Time, you're listening to Shadowbox with Andrew and John and our special guest Brett on Joy 94.9. Just in time, I found you Just in time, before you came My time was running low I was lost the losing dice were tossed My bridges all were crossed Nowhere to go Now you're here And now I know Just where I'm going No more doubt or fear I found my way For love came just in time You found me just in time 
and changed my lonely life that lucky Just in time, I found you Just in time, before you came My time was running Though I was lost The losing dice were tossed My bridges all were crossed Listen to Chatterbox with Andrew and John and our special guest Brett on Joy ninety four live from the Crystal Room. <laughs> Wasn't that heaven? I love her. That was your fourth track for the night, which was the lovely Judy Garland. Yes. In just in time. Yes, my extremely love. high kick inspiring. I must say, <laughs> we were nearly like the Rockettes in here. <laughs> if we had more energy and had got up off our seats. <laughs> It's almost 10 o'clock, goodness, on a Tuesday night. Now we've got 10 minutes to go, but John P. Wintle, this is one of my favourite parts of the show, because this is Out of the Box, where I ask slightly embarrassing questions of our guest. Oh, my God. So, Brett, this is even doubly embarrassing, because we've been together for 16 years. Um, and I'm not sure I know the answers to these questions. But I, I, think, I think you're going to give your opinion anyway. Of course I will. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. First one is, what's the most dreadful thing you've ever worn? Okay, now I've already said that I wore um, a silver lame pants, a black muscle t-shirt and white glasses to a Sydney dance party in the late 90s <laughs> and was trying to work out why people were tr- asking for cocaine because I <laughs> looked like a drug dealer. Um, I have to say it was in the late 80s. And I have never revealed this to you, my yep. love. I went through, um, as most people did um, uh, growing up in Perth, a surfy phase. Oh. And I decided that I was going to wear surf gear. But I didn't actually quite like what they had. So I had this, <laughs> it was something like, it wasn't called Hot Tuna, but it was one of those brands. Yep. And it was uh, uh, a T-shirt with three panels of mesh. Oh, right, oh yeah. Lord. In 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 peach, peach. Right. Then I, because I was all about matchy matchy, <laughs> I got these, and they were short, short peach shorts, white 
like um, plimsolls, An right? Espadrille. But to make it better, I got obsessed with hats, of all things, at the age of 10. <laughs> so I had a cream, like, Andy Cap hat. And I would have a different hat for every poor choice outfit. Can I ask, did you buy these in Swishy Pete's shop for effeminate boys? <laughs> <laughs> No, my love, I bought it from the catalogue. <laughs> That's quite gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Next one is, yes. what is the most terrible song you've got in your music right, collection? Now, and I know because your music collection is my music collection. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a few songs which you've chosen, but I'd like to get your take on this because I I, I, I like all the songs, but I'm sure that there is a song that you don't no, like. No, 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 no. Look, normally our music taste is quite similar. Sometimes you pick a Rolling Stones thing that I'm a bit like, oh, really? Well, yeah, there's, there's, oh, I get a little bit obsessed with like an old classic rock song. And I, I remember listening to Sgt. Pepper's, right, back in the 80s when it was 20 years. And I went, I heard it on an airplane going somewhere and I went, yeah, I've got to download the album. I used to love that. And I listened to it and I went... I really don't like the Beatles. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I've downloaded it. So, so it's that album. And the last question is: Yes, what's the worst date you've ever been on? Can I say it was um, Andrew and I? It was our first date, and I really wanted to impress him. And a new Asian restaurant had opened up in my hood, and I said, "Oh no, we'll go there." And it was all sort of like um, polished concrete with glass and really cool, like um, sort of like, uh, what is it? That lovely wood furniture. It, it was, was blonde wood. There was a yes, lot of blonde it was very wood. very Danish. <laughs> and it was called Wild Rice. Now, John, if a restaurant is called Wild Rice, would, what would you expect them to serve? Possibly Wild Rice. Thank you. So, we went there thinking, <laughs> I thought it was this cool Asian, Danish inspired restaurant, and it turned out to be a macrobiotic vegetarian restaurant. Oh, that's hugely disappointing. And yeah, just to put it into context at the time, I was literally like a chain-smoking, beer-swilling Homer Simpson. It was unbelievable. And <laughs> walked in and was like, yeah, can I? And they were like, you can't smoke in here. You have to go outside. And it was in the, like, 2000s where you could smoke everywhere. Now, the hilarious thing was, he said, and um, we ordered, he, I think we both ordered, like, vegetarian curries. And then we said, can we have that with rice? And the waitress said, no, we don't serve rice. Our grain of the day is millet. Now, <laughs> John, millet, I would like to say. And I said, well, what is millet? And she said, have you ever had couscous? And, uh, and this is the voice she used in this tone. And I said, no. And she goes, it's like couscous. Millet is not like couscous. Couscous can actually be quite delicious. Millet is horse chaff. Yeah. Millet is like <laughs> couscous disgusting. for a budgie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, without without hesitation of a lie, Andrew and I have thrown some pretty good lunches and dinners over the years. This starting the relationship was possibly the worst restaurant I could have chosen. And on the way back to Andrew's house, um, we stopped at Hungry Jack's. Which, oh, I was about to ask that. Which bound us together in meaty glory. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Chatterbox with Andrew and John and our special guest, Brett, on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. You're listening to Chatterbox with Andrew and John and our special guest, Brett, on Joy 94.9. Now, we've got literally four minutes left to go. So yes. before we go, I would just like to show, before we set up your final track for the night, I would just like to say a huge thank you to our official third member of the Chatterbox family, gorgeous John P. Wintle. Thank you, my love. Oh, oh thanks, thank John. You. You've done a marvellous job. I had a brilliant time. You're excellent. You're just a wonderful panel and you're wonderful timekeeping. You've got sound effects we didn't know existed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, um, I, I think Sonia's coming up next, isn't she? She is on Sci-Fi and Scream, so we'll be handing over to Sonia at 10 o'clock. But, Brett, this is your last track for the night. Um, why did you choose it? Okay, so I've talked about different songs to dance to throughout my life, and this is the most... This is my hottest song of the moment. It's Dancing on Glass by St. Lucia. What I love about this, I, I heard it initially and I said, oh, I really like it, but when you actually listen to the lyrics of the song, it's a little bit like we put... Our, um, we put barriers and controls on ourselves in life and we have to actually say sometimes let's just keep on dancing yeah. and forget about it and just get on with it because we'll enjoy life more until we break the glass until we just get on with it Fantastic. and I love it beautiful so look thank you you've been a wonderful guest thank you it's, for having me on it's killed you I know all night to, to let John P. Wintle fiddle with the knobs JPW <laughs> can I say as our guest compare I love you to death and you did a fabulous job thank oh, you John P. Wintle do you, you have anything to add um, yes it was just awesome to actually find out more about one of the awesome hosts of Chatterbox. And I, I, I just feel you, blessed to be here to learn. Oh, thank you so much. So, look, Melbourne, we will see you next Tuesday. Good night, Australia. Good night, Australia. find more Joycast and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.